Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Queen is Dead. I am Sanjeet. I have Dhruv with me and we have Simon back with us after the Q&A episode. And today we are discussing about a topic that we've been wanting to do for a long time. It is World Cinema 101. So yeah, Dhruv, go ahead. <laughs> nice. Nice transition. At least the peach interject to karna it, isn't, uh, it isn't jerky at all. No? It's, it's, it's so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. no it's it's more to do so world cinema in general i think what we wanted to do first was just define what we think mm. is world cinema because mm-hmm. there are like so many definitions of world cinema in general and i think from whatever yeah. i or i defined and we discussed this before defining is basically everything or most things outside of the hollywood mm-hmm. system or the classical mm-hmm. hollywood system uh hmm. but because we also have discussed indian cinema and regional cinema in other episodes we are excluding those from world cinema in that sense so hmm. a lot of them will include like european cinema latin america everything like apart hmm. from the you know big industries that one uh, expects it from so simon go ahead i no, i what is is there anything you want to add to this definition or what what do you think uh, you consider as sort of World cinema. World cinema for me, I suppose anything that's foreign to us, uh, mm-hmm. anything that's new to us, a culture that a film is showing a culture that's completely new for us and in a new, mm-hmm. different language. So yeah. I consider that type of films as world cinema. Got it. I, I won't consider uh, a film like uh, a film from Hollywood to be world cinema because I know yeah. that culture very well. I was yeah. born in, somehow I I grew up watching Charlie Chaplin. So I know what uh, an English culture is yep. in USA. Hmm. Yeah. So now if someone will show me a film like Bicycle Thief, mm-hmm. I can get an idea of how the world really is, like Italy or, or yeah. in France. So for yeah. me, again, that anything outside USA is world cinema. Got it. Yeah. That's Fair enough. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, that's how I generally also view it. Sanjit, any deviation yeah. from the definition? No, I agree with both of you. <laughs> okay. Concise. Uh, concise Very concise. Yeah. Anyways, but since you are that concise, I'm just going to ask you first then. What mm. is, uh, how did you get into, like, what was your first sort of... Uh, like a stepping stone. Stepping into stone, yeah. So, I'll let Simon go first because I think he should be the one to go first and then I'll go. Okay. Fine. <laughs> For me, World Cinema, the first time I watched it was around 2019 it was the mm-hmm. two german films nosferatu mm-hmm. and the cabinet of dr calgary calgary yeah, yeah. these two, these two films were my first stepping stones in foreign films in general because mm-hmm. because i was totally surprised that a film can be made so brilliantly and mm-hmm. also being a silent film it impacted yeah. me so much that i started exploring more german and austrian films at first then after that i went into more uh, Italian films, French films, but it was mm-hmm. first German, German, German cinema which, in, yep. which uh, introduced me to world cinema. Go mm-hmm. it, this was the first stepping stone. Expressionism, absolutely. Expert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it what was about... uh, Mikhail Haneke also. Oh, yes. we will we yeah. will be discussing him later in Yeah, Sanjeet, go ahead. You can't be avoiding yeah. anything. No, anyway. no, I, I'm not avoiding. <laughs> I thought Simon should be the one who should go first. Okay. But yeah, the reason I got into world cinema is Sanjay Gupta. 
<laughs> well, there is at least one use of his film. Sanjeev Gupta. Yeah. So yeah, I watched Zinda, the two thousand six seven movie. Um, but then the thing is, um, around twenty eleven twelve, I actually actively started seeking out like different movies that I could. Yeah. And the ones that were easily readily available to me, uh, at that point, I'm talking like. 10 years back from now uh, or 9 years back was uh, Park Chan-wook's uh, Old Boy which was like the easiest available movie anywhere and everywhere yeah. even at even at those places you shouldn't like really talk about but uh, what are these places i mean torrent yaar oh. <laughs> <laughs> did i sound so okay anyway you saw so, yeah. the cd yeah. and shady yeah 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 okay anyway yeah, yeah so i old... mean you sounded like you were talking about bong cinema Ah, <laughs> people who listen to the first uh, episode will get the bong reference. Bong reference, not, yeah. As not just being Bengal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, Park Chan Wook's yeah. Old Boy was the stepping stone, and yeah. the second <laughs> film that was the reason I got into the second world cinema film I watched was uh, um, Ek Villain, <laughs> Mohit Suri's <laughs> Ek Villain. <laughs> <laughs> you been like the yeah, I mean, Sanjay Gupta you introduces to world cinema Korean mostly Korean cinema yeah but then i actually Honestly, you but, should you should put that though they'll be they'll what? be uh, they'll be uh, honor credit to them yeah yeah, yeah yeah credit to them for copying <laughs> these films <laughs> but uh, yeah then i watched uh, the spanish movie called the skin i live in that was amongst my first few films that i watched and yeah i mean these were my first few films and like skin i live in was like a proper more than both these films i was more disturbed by skin i live in when mm. i watched uh, oh. and that was really my entrance into more of watching seeking out at least seeking out more films yeah. from other parts of the world so yeah. you guys can i ask a question here like mm-hmm. so you guys uh... watched these films first and then read about them right versus like opposite or is it no, like i watched the old uh, korean films first but yeah. then i read about read about them but i read about skin i live in first and then i hmm. watched the film because okay. i was actively like so i had access to internet at that point like yep. proper good access to internet yeah so i was actually seeking out like good movies that i can watch and skin i live in was amongst the first few because i think skin i live in when i watched had come out very recently at that time 20 i think uh, it released 2011. in 2012 or 11 2011 yeah, 12, yeah and yeah. i watched it in 2014 so it was fairly sure. newer at that point so yeah yeah, uh, yeah. what about you sam i first uh, came across these two films from a rotten tomatoes list i guess mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. these two films are rated 100% fresh yeah mm. so being a teenager i was like rotten tomatoes is the best thing help to like uh, enter world cinema without having read or like is do you think it's better to read about it first and then enter cuz like 
you know a lot of people struggle with going into the whole subtitle ka thing right that's a very common sort of mm. complaint yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. hear for general audiences yeah, i'm yeah, saying yeah. versus like cinephiles who mm. like become uh, mm. used to it after a while but like if mm. you read about like said movement first and then enter mm. is that a better mm. thing is my sort of uh, question or you listen to I this podcast means if mm. you are curious enough you can go in any direction yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think subtitles don't really matter after a point. Like, if you really want to watch, like how Simon said, if you're curious enough mm. to watch, mm. uh, like my dad, for example, like I, mm. if I've actually pushed him to watch like City of God and stuff like that, yeah. And once he like starts watching, it's a little difficult for him in the beginning. Mm. But then when he starts yeah. watching, he's actively into it. Even like yeah. from Malayalam films, I uh, recommended him to watch. So it's a little difficult for him to understand because it's you know it's mm. not. native language right obviously yeah and but once once he's into it then he's like probably enjoying but he won't actively seek it out seek, unless yeah. it's recommended it to him yeah. or or if he's like he wants to actively watch it but this is where we come in yeah this is <laughs> yeah. at least we need no, we no, need at least we need one film to come means push us to research wow. more about that yeah, country yeah, yeah, or yeah. a film movement we need Got at it. least one film I would I would say that uh, I don't know I, I'm sure there's there's alternative opinions on Parasite not being any good because it's like so popular now but I would say Parasite is has had that impact though like just pushing yeah, people yeah, to like yeah, yeah. in the last two years Parasite uh, yeah I totally believe on this thing yeah so Otherwise, like like nobody... it or not it's like whatever hmm. uh, the Absolutely. the cultural impact or like the thing hmm. it has had has I mean people who I no don't watch like outside cinema mm-hmm. have watched it and really loved it so i think yeah, i remember yeah. one of my friends i have been convincing for ages to watch south korean cinema and he only watched it because parasite had got nominated mm-hmm. for oscars mm-hmm. and i was like okay so so that's how you get to like watching it <laughs> the whole it movie <laughs> that's what it takes yeah but uh, yeah See, like even I, i ventured into south korean films through parasite exactly so i think i knew only is... hong sang soo's name otherwise yeah. I did. I think I think you are one of the few people who will know Hong Sang Soo before <laughs> before um, Bong Joon Ho. I think because 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 Bong Joon Ho is also uh, made English films. That's that's why I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, uh, uh, what was that movie uh, though? I forgot the name. The Okja. 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 Snowpiercer. Yeah. Yeah. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, but so, I feel uh, learning about film movements also help you get a little bit of context before going in. Yeah. Otherwise, you can have like a certain set of expectations from a mm. film or yeah. certain films, and then you get like like it's more understandable when you get into a different culture of mm. films. Yeah. Maybe a little reading helps, but like mm. it's up to you if you want to know more in detail. Then it's up to you. Yeah. but a little bit of context is maybe good i feel yeah yeah i think you've you've mentioned this before also like you sometimes lack the con- context sometimes like mm. uh, uh, actually okay, judge okay, okay. your film right with with quaidan yeah, i think yeah, yeah. told me that quaidan uh, yeah yeah so with, the uh, japanese Kwaidan, film quaidan yeah. yeah because i was like uh, i am this... i was unaware about the japanese context of things or yeah. how japanese cinema was back in the day because yeah. i hadn't seen a lot so maybe mm. a little bit of reading and knowing about their culture helps you in viewing certain mm. films because otherwise you'll be like Absolutely. oh this is 
this is too theatrical for me but at that yeah. time it was the norm that's how they yeah. did things yeah. maybe so i encountered one one person on uh, online he was like japanese films are so overblown they are just uh, people are just shouting and like mm-hmm. if you if you read the context behind it the films were like that the people in japan are a bit ex- eccentric to to mm-hmm. some extent so the films mm-hmm. were like that yep. they are not shouting they are just speaking normally yeah it's for them it's normal yeah 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 you have a context yeah i i think it's much more helpful also than it's also much more helpful to do criticism like if people are going to do criticism like to mm-hmm. know about the context it is very important then because like yeah, i think most definitely most definitely because yeah, like if you're just talking about or just comparing everything to like oh this isn't like the plot points are, aren't clear because you mm-hmm. expect them mm-hmm. to be clear in like a hollywood film right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so like yeah. if those are like the criticisms that come through then it feels very artificial and like uh, under sort mm-hmm. of red someone someone who's just doing it for doing it sake sort of like that uh but uh, i'll segment into my uh, journey into them yeah, very yeah. briefly it's just uh, i think it's I a combination know. of both of yours only to be honest in in many senses i think my first memory of watching a foreign film is uh, denny villeneuve's on son d's actually oh uh, that's the, my memory of watching the first film and which which i was like oh i really loved it back then never re- never have revisited it probably should uh <laughs> but it wasn't like uh so i my honestly the big thing for me is i took a course in undergrad uh and i was doing a minor in cinema studies and i took a course in international mm. cinema mm. and that kind of just uh very slowly it planted the sort of world cinema go seed like i as simon said like i watched cabinet of dr caligari and i didn't get it like i didn't get the get the craze over it and we've talked you, about you how, have an av- aversion towards silent films i have films. an i have some aversion to silent films i know it's like a very uh, anti cinema purist thing to say but like <laughs> i i uh, i struggle to completely get immersed in some of them and i think the my the thing i'll start doing next time is literally turning the sound off and not having like that orchestral score playing uh, <laughs> i think that distracts me a lot Uh, no, but German expressionism probably in general, I I have a bit of a disconnect with minus like Nosferatu. I really like. Sorry, you were in Germany. They'll they'll like, arrange <laughs> no, something, no. right? Uh, no, but I think uh, the one of the first silent films I really liked was The Phantom Carriage. This is by Victor Solstrom, some Swedish. Uh, he's the he's a Swedish director who acted in a lot of Ingmar Bergman films later. Yes. Not a lot, but he was in Wild Strawberries. uh which is one of uh, hmm. bergman's uh, well known films uh so that film has uh, was very like drama oriented like it was much more sort of it it kind of had elements of hollywood cinema also so maybe it was a good stepping stone for me into sort of different hmm. cultural movements but i think uh, and i'll go and discuss this further later when we are discussing recommendations but my i think i saw a bergman film and then i was like okay I get. I, life I'm has no gonna, meaning. Huh? Life has no meaning. Uh, yeah, and then people talk about that. That's the bigger thing. Uh, so, so I think uh, that that element sort of clicked with me because I think uh, I was more used to sort of Bollywood cinema, also, right? And Bollywood mm-hmm. cinema uh, is very, uh, even though it kind of talks about internal stuff, 
but it does it very externally through like yeah, yeah, yeah. expression and everything they are like mm. bergman cinema is like completely sort of drenched in like internal stuff right mm. so maybe that clicked with me and then after that i've just uh, loved exploring other stuff like you know it's just and this is where i kind of wanted to ask another question if you guys uh, like mm-hmm. i know i like one part of the attraction i have with world cinema is that you experience different cultures and all right Mm, that's but the the more takeaway i think uh, but i also think sometimes i do it just because i want to get away from whatever my sort of you know i think indian films or like indian cultures or like f- hollywood films also sometimes are so like uh, connected see then this is where my bergman thing only is coming mm-hmm. like i always think world cinema sometimes w- makes me sort of go into another uh, zone Which yeah, I think yeah, the, yeah. these uh, films kind of don't because they are so connected with people around me and everything. So do you guys? Like... I mean, because it's a very alien thing for you. Maybe yeah. it's it's you know fascinating in a sense that you get yeah. to experience yeah. different yeah. things, different world yeah. altogether. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's like I actively seek it out sometimes. Like I'm just like yeah. I don't want to watch. Uh, suryavanshi just because i don't want to discuss it with a lot of people around me like i would rather watch something else which is like completely i i guess never mind you get into my existentialism no, no, no. uh nahi nahi it's to do with that only like world cinema to me is a lot of like uh, going away versus like uh, wow. your answer had so much depth i was talking about sanjay gupta man what the hell <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry go ahead go ahead yeah, his films also have depth right like green color and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. too much <laughs> camera depth <laughs> but simon go ahead you were saying something yeah, yeah what were you saying yeah. no no I, i was saying about that uh, going away from from means the bollywood is uh, so much ingrained in our yeah yeah yeah, yeah. in our mental yeah. state that we can't forget it easily yeah, yeah we yeah. have to try and seek out different cultures I go totally in different directions in countries that, uh, like small countries, I go and yep. find the films and watch just to ex- experience something new and, yeah. And some films do get very impactful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also. Countries. I also think mm-hmm. that kind like if you explore that much, it helps you appreciate. At least to me, it has appreciate yes, Indian absolutely. cinema more also in its own sort of because uh, <laughs> it it then becomes like a style itself, right? Because otherwise, we just see it as like. uh everything but like it just becomes another movement or another style so i think all that world cinema like helps one accomplish you know? mm-hmm. so yeah but but before we move on i wanted to ask yeah. simon uh like he uh, like the things like i know that he has actively seeked out like more indie stuff from countries yeah. that even i haven't heard about and stuff like Neither that so what I. was so yeah so so why what was basically the reason you thought that this could be a very good I mean, not really an activity, but something that you enjoy. Like, I really don't know when I started. Why I started seeking this, these type <laughs> of rare countries in terms of films. Mm. I guess it was, it was because of Andre Zulawski films, because okay. these films are super rare to find. Find mm. when mm. I, when I was I wasn't really aware of how to find films on internet. So then I started become like, and then I started scroll in Oscar submission list. Then I mm. saw these many films countries make films, like mm. films like mm. countries like Malta, 
and yep. I'm like, why not I watch these films also? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be very interesting to interesting to watch at least one film from every yeah. country. Mm-hmm. So like that, I started watching films, and gradually, countries like Georgia and Armenia are some of my favorite nations in terms of films. Yeah. That was my, just a just a small fashion fascination I had. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. it would be to watch some rare films, also mm-hmm. to to for that superiority uh, prospect <laughs> that was also there. Yeah, I watched this very rare film. That yeah, I think mean, that's a. It's like a collector's item, no? Like if if yeah, like yeah, no yeah. one no one else has watched it and we watched it, sort of like that. You need to. Two yes. two people who've like logged the film on Letterbox, <laughs> then it's like some, uh, some badge we'll get. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't, but like, yeah. I mean, you can look at it this way, right? You can be the first person to recommend this film to a bunch of people. Yeah, yes. becomes that way. So I mean, you become yeah. a film setter in a in a way. Yeah, so ah, so that's so that's the secret goal, just to become a trendsetter. Trendsetter. <laughs> I mean, it works okay. if it if it, it actually works. inspires people to go and actually actually mm-hmm. watch those oh, films. Yeah. Hmm. which i am going that to also, daisies you uh, you spoke about daisies yeah. uh, so that, that 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 gives me the most satisfaction when people seek out my recommendation and watch them and if, yeah. they, yeah, if yeah. they like that's a bonus point if you are yeah. watching and hating it that's also okay but at least no no it's a, it's it's hard to get people to watch stuff when you recommend yes, it yes, yeah. yes, it's yes. very hard obviously especially yeah. people who aren't really seeking out like a lot of cinema yeah. and watching mm-hmm. like just the normal stuff yeah. for them if you for them if they actually end up watching something from world cinema it, it is actually like an achievement in a way it is yeah definitely i mean uh, i think I that had, <clears throat> sorry go ahead simon yeah. uh, i have a friend who was like super into punjabi mainstream film yeah mm-hmm. i once showed him midsummer by ariaster yeah he mm. got so much invested in uh, foreign films he yeah. watched dog tooth <laughs> then now he's doing some Nordic series, I think. Wow! Uh, wow. He, he has gone totally a... in a different direction. Wow! I mean, uh, I guess again, months. like like Sanjay Gupta, Midsummer has some use. Who's sorting? Who's I'm kidding. I'm just being snarky. I don't. I, I don't like that movie, but like I I get why. why what do you, you like, like Midsummer? Yeah, I, I like Midsummer. I love Midsummer. Really? Yeah, I love Midsummer. I I even watched uh, the extended cut also, which is I, I guess only... better than the original. Life, I've, so I've heard. I don't. Know. I only watched the extended cut. It's too long. I watched both the cuts <laughs> and I was total. The original cut I watched in some stand-up Hindi version, which was a <laughs> bad. It was it was so bad, out of sync. Then I then I checked out the extended cut, which was relatively good. Nice. Okay, I, nice. Let's nice. not let's not barge on. I, let let me not reveal another movie I don't like. Then, uh, so yeah, <laughs> <Please don't>. uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's been too many this year, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's let's talk about little bit about film movements because I think they have been in a way kind of catalysts for mm. world cinema to reach out to more people because yes. they aren't aren't just like. Uh, obviously they were like the number one things for which filmmakers of a certain mm. country have went gone ahead and made films that have become like game changers quote unquote yeah. trendsetters mm. and everything mm. but they've also reached out to a lot more people because of their movements mm-hmm. so simon go ahead tell us a little bit about some of the film movements um uh, if the film movement is concerned then 
let's go a little bit from mainstream and then towards little obscure uh, ones. So, so yeah. what I are think the most um, mainstream? Most mainstream must be neorealism. Neorealism, yeah. Italian neorealism. Yeah. Obviously, because bicycles. I've been hearing about the film since since I've gave from my early childhood days. Like yeah. bicycle thieves. It was the inspiration mm. for Satyajitre and mm. everything else. Yeah. So, mm. Neorealism per perhaps the best way to start with world cinema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do you think it's had like I think to some degree neorealism has kind of had a bit of a negative impact also in today's industry. Just the the desire for that much realism, I think, is a little. Uh, in like uh, film, yes, it can get overbearing sometimes like too mm-hmm. much realism it, it, it i mean it was based on because that guy became super uh, was influential right andre vazan mm-hmm. who who wrote about mm-hmm. sort of realism and everything mm-hmm. and like total realism and like you know whatever you do with all that stuff mm-hmm. so what is total realism total real, realism is like the closest you can get to just recording events on that happen naturally mm-hmm. like okay, uh, okay. Without but, any yeah, I I don't think he or... he said that it's possible, uh. But but I think the idea of it kind of sticks a lot with people nowadays when they watch something and they're like, oh, ये तो होएगा ही नहीं या फिर this won't ever happen uh, in hmm. real life hmm. kind of hmm. like that that realisticness right of that stuff. I think sometimes that I think has like kind of uh, limited the number of movies people are hmm. willing to accept. uh hmm. nowadays like if something super stylistic you know you'll always hear style versus uh, style over substance kind of mm-hmm. like that so like that element i mean more than more than anything else but i think most movements like italian neorealism were out of necessity they weren't yeah, like yeah, all of them hmm. all of them yeah, are, yeah. yeah. i mean it was during that war point, right post war uh, yeah, yeah. post world war 2 right after war yeah uh, yeah so like that rome open city the film रोजिलीजम Yeah. And if you have to get out from that movement, watch Pasolini film. <laughs> completely Very true. He completely disrupted the theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did he do? Like, uh, everyone was like, "You are a neorealist filmmaker." He said, "No, I am not." <laughs> then the movement slowly ended after Pasolini entered the industry. Hmm. Fellini also went some in other. Yeah, time. he also went. He left but neorealism Fellini, too. I love so. what like I've seen eight and a half only, but yeah. Absolutely love that. He goes from neorealism to surrealism almost. Surrealism, no? more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. obviously. Yeah. The best, the best transition, I think. Uh, uh, the di- who directed Leopard? Ludovico. Oh, uh, Visconti or what? Visconti, uh, Visconti, Visconti, I think. Visconti. Okay. Visconti yeah. had the best transition from okay. neorealism to period drama. That was the okay. best thing I like about the director. Okay. Okay. He okay. didn't stick to only one particular uh, film movement. He tried something new. Yeah. I guess that was mm-hmm. also good for, for the. I, it was becoming very tedious. The neorealism thing. Yeah. Uh, very mo- monotonous. Like, okay, the war has ended now. Now do something new. 
everyone mm-hmm. wanted to wallow in misery and like whatever mm-hmm. thing was going on no like it was more to mm-hmm. do with uh whatever Just take out Show, their inner angst or something showing like whatever mm-hmm. the world had come to and all that and like mm-hmm. what impact it had and everything so i guess it made sense at that point Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. But you had talked about Vaseline, right, Sanjeev? I have only seen two films of his. Uh, mm. Both are demented in terms of like distorting realism. But like mm. he did, uh, I watched Salo, which I don't like. Uh, I know people <laughs> really like Salo. Uh, but even being a fan of Vaseline, I don't like the film. Salo is just I find it tedious honestly. I know people find it shocking. I just find it like I don't even want to like sit sit there and watch like people eating poo mm. and like whatever. Like I'm just like okay. Yeah, I mean that's Okay, moving on. You know, it's the reality of whatever he was trying to show and how like absurd mm-hmm. it could be. The yeah. other film I watched is The Decameron which which I think is really really good. Like it's like mm-hmm. he he explores sexuality and like all that stuff very open the, and he bro- the royal yeah. sense yeah, yeah. in the royal sense mm-hmm. basically i you know i've i've always wanted to watch more pasolini after watching the do- the film the abel ferrera made on pasolini which no, uh, with willem, willem dafoe Defoe. yeah 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 oh, okay, it's a very okay, okay. Uh, weird film but like it really ah. got me into watching more pasolini wanting to watch more pasolini mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that might be a good sort of entry point to like pasolini ka mm-hmm. also there's a fun fact that uh, while felini was writing about la dolce vita in the script he sent the after finishing the script of the film he sent the script yeah. to pasolini because he he thought that pasolini had more idea about the script than him yeah yeah so pasolini changed i think 70% of the film wow he changed uh, mostly So Fellini was like, it won't happen, obviously. So he made he made La Dolce Vita with I think thirty to forty percent contribution from Pasolini. Wow. Then oh, a year a later, yeah. A year later, Pasolini made a film called Arcatone, which yeah. was basically poor man's La Dolce Vita. Okay. Whatever he thought, <laughs> he just completely means he went down very deep into Italian society. Means games, yeah. prostitutes. He explored yeah. that very much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he so was himself way. a gay man, right? So I think a lot of that. Uh, his his sexuality is very much debated. Yeah, I mean, again, I think the Willem Dafoe Walla movie gives a mm-hmm. very good like impression of what it was to be like Pasolini. Mm-hmm. Like it's full of like angst and like full of. It's got also a very very absurd sequence, which probably would oh, pay tribute yeah. to. Uh, mm-hmm. To Pasolini, it's a alternative society which which mm-hmm. he paints. which has everything that is considered uh bad in today's society like everything yes, yes. is happening like there's like <laughs> whatever oh, like carnival wow. sort of thing i i was too immature means i wasn't mature enough to understand table for everything i hate i mean uh, able ferrero is a weird guy also <laughs> uh, he makes weird he, films <laughs> he made a film he made a film called driller killer where yeah, there's a man taxi that. driver man Yeah. taxi driver kind travels vehicle who kills uh, women with driller they show he shows a bunch of that doesn't he oh. i think like it's pretty explicit bad lieutenant mm-hmm. is also very explicit i've heard anyways going to do abel ferrero no he he's there for later when we discuss our <laughs> movies of the year right sanjeev i have zeros and ones yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, i have many films <laughs> uh, so next movement uh, what do you want to go to simon uh, what's the other big French New Wave, French New Wave, yeah. Jean-Luc French Godard. New Wave, obviously. <laughs> Godard. Uh, 
Ramkar Tupo, yeah. obviously yeah. the man himself, mm. yeah. who labelled Chhatri uh, Prasad like I don't want to see. Oh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah. Franco, Franco Tupo didn't like today. Uh, he disliked Pathet Pachali. Then ah, okay. after that they exchanged letters. They okay, did okay. some when they was working on Alien. The film, the EP, yeah. suppose the film. Yeah, yeah. So then they they used to exchange letters. Oh, I I didn't know about I didn't know this yeah, about yeah, Truffaut yeah. and. Uh, and then uh, Truffaut ended up acting in Close Encounters by Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> But Truffaut is so supposed to be the more mainstream French new wave, right? Or whatever the more yeah 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 well behaved sort mm-hmm. of French mm-hmm. new wave guy. Because Godard was the radical sort of. Absolutely left field. Like I'll take. Godard was a madman. He can yeah. do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, properly. Like he, I mean, I would think he pushes a little bit too much and becomes almost like a troll sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like Obviously. his films, some of them are like very mm-hmm. trolly. Like, uh, but there is no denying that French New Wave also has such a big impact still uh, yeah. in in films, like especially yeah, yeah. in indie like films. In that, even La La Land also incorporates that. Mm, French new wave umbrellas or yeah. shampoo. I mean, I, 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 you know the why I said this because I need to sneak in my Terence reference because he's supremely ah. inspired by a lot of French new wave style cutting, the okay, sort okay, of okay. rapid montage. I didn't know that uh, the hard okay. cutting and like you know the memory type. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, he Godard didn't use it for memory. He just did it to break the flow and the rhythm and the reality of what people see, right? Because he always was. Yeah. more into getting the audience to know how much artificial cinema is and i think that hmm. element also is in a lot of new filmmakers like i think a lot of people want to engage audiences like that uh, that self reflexivity ka jo chakkar hai jo like all the yeah hmm. tarantino and all these people are like are hmm. very much from that school only in that yeah, yeah yeah completely so, completely so that i mean i don't know though like what film to talk about, to say like to introduce to godard like i really like breathless but i know that breathless. film really no that film alienates a lot of people i don't think so i think breathless is a very good stepping stone for people getting into uh, the french films do you think so i feel okay. i feel yeah okay. what, what do you, do you think, think sir so? <laughs> mm, i haven't watched that much i haven't watched any godard film Oh, lucky! Mm. Like only four, yes, only four four hundred lows is the only uh, French new wave film. French new wave film. I have only re- read or read much about it. Watched very little films from there. There's a there was a director. I think he was left field, left bank director, Alan Robbie Grillet. Alan Robbie Grillet. Okay, I've not heard actually. Yeah. Okay. He wrote yeah. one. Or, he wrote, I think, last year in Marion Bay. He wrote. Oh, film. okay. That movie is another. Uh, Beast into itself, which um, yeah, I don't. I I've, I've watched very limited amount of French new wave stuff, but I I think after new realism, yeah. one has to venture. To oh yeah, yeah, new definitely. Way. It's uh, I mean, I would say that you have to be very. I think you have to stick with French new wave. Though I think I don't think it'll work for everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't work for me often. Also, like I. I get totally alienated by films like last year at Marion Bard hmm. and uh, Godard ka Weekend, which I kind of hate. Like, there's very few films I genuinely hate, but like that film, I think I hate with a fair amount of passion. Uh, but so, like those those things, I think uh, 
would stop can i just recommend one filmmaker who often i don't know how she gets lost in this now i think she's gaining a lot more popularity agnes varda agnes varda yeah, yeah she okay. is okay. she is a she is i think someone who mixes you know uh thoda uh, emotionality with this self reflexive technique also so mm-hmm. to me her work is the most accessible almost i have not seen enough true for though so i probably need to see more that uh, shoot the piano player yeah i want to see that we had to see that so so yeah can i just mm. recommend anyas varda she is awesome in my work i've been a photographer a filmmaker and i'm a visual artist but what i'm trying is again erase the borders in some installation i mix still images and video or color and black and white or a still image and the same moving uh, you see our perception has to be tickled all the time we cannot decide this is good this is bad this is old photos this is new so i try since i'm old i have been using all these tools creating films art or whatever and even instagram or something on the net is being free i think the, the we discuss about parallel the, the, cinema also like uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <coughs> we can discuss it yeah, yeah, yeah. so after i think neorealism parallel cinema is the best thing because indian it, parallel you mean hmm indian oh, parallel yeah, cinema yeah 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 so mm-hmm. like pathet panchali aparajito and apur sankar these three films yeah. are the get gateway to i think indian cinema in general yeah. if you are not yeah, they, well versed they could actually Bollywood be film. actually be a great bridge from italian neorealism to mm-hmm. to parallel yeah but Sanjeet has also seen a couple of films which uh, Ray was inspired by by uh, Godard, right? You saw Pratidwandi. Pratidwandi. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Godard inspired, right? Yeah, yeah, hmm. kind of. Because okay. Godard used used a lot of like handheld stuff walking in streets and stuff like that. Yeah. Pratidwandi is kind of kind okay. of like that. And I think uh and correct me if I'm wrong Simon because I am not as much uh like i don't know as much as you do about ray but pratidwandi was was his first foray into like proper uh, metropolitan film and his first film set uh, in a city and everything like that right um, yes um, when was mahanagar released i am very bad at remembering 63 63 and uh, pratidwandi was 71 i think mahanagar is the film where he ventured into metropolitan cities and stuff Got because she was a sales girl Share to roam in every house. Yeah. Hmm. So I think that one. Go but on. was it as radical as in its approach? No, no. It, it was radical. radical. Right? I, I was about to say that it. To I've seen Mahanagar. It seems very much like a more inspired by neorealism than sort of. Uh, Because Pratidwandi is is kind of radical. It is against yes, system and a little radical. bit. Mm-hmm. Go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. so uh, like from whatever i have read uh, mm-hmm. it said the the articles that i have read it said it was heavily inspired by godard style and he made his own godard mm-hmm. kind of a film with yeah. pratidwandi mm-hmm. which i absolutely love pratidwandi is one of my favorite films of all time also if, if you love pratidwandi then please please watch interview my minal sen minal sen yeah another yeah. film he just completely changes the way to watch, way to watch that film Mm-hmm. it completely okay. turns meta yeah one of the that that twist is very well done when he mm-hmm. when he just turns the camera and like you are 
getting the audience to be like complicit and all that right like that mm. okay okay Got it. also very much avant garde sound design huh. like acting mm-hmm. down of the metal sound the yeah. very well made film instant favorite that film yeah i think also ritwik ghatak mm. film were very radical in mm. ghatak to was known for his radical yes. nature films and everything mm, obviously mm. obviously Ritwik Ghatak is the one who made, uh, or is it Money Call who made uh, Uski Roti and uh, that is Money Call one. Money Call. Money Call. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Money Call was more experimental, I think. I haven't. Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, Uski Roti and Dovida both. Uh, Dovida is also him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of them are uh, experimental to the extreme, I think. So those are two films mm-hmm. I have seen. Uh, Let me tell you. There's there's a film called Om Darbadar. Om Darbadar, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. talked about this, right? Yeah. Kamal Sarup. Yeah. Kamal, what a film! <laughs> what a film! I I just love the film. Should definitely. It's one of the very few few films. Hmm. Uh, very few films where G means experimental cinema was employed in a in hmm. I think parallel cinema. Pure yeah. experimental form of storytelling. Yeah, but I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of parallel cinema was like we've talked about, like Holly opposition to Hollywood. These the other film movements. Uh, mm-hmm. This was also very much uh, in opposition to Bollywood, right? Parallel kind of means yes. like absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. yeah. so, the sort of um, what Ray was making in general, and all all of that kind of stood against. sort of uh the excess of mm. bollywood so to mm. so, like i guess experimentation in that sense would all automatically mean dialing down everything and then then these filmmakers of course experimented with narrative and all also mm. right mm. uh, money call yeah. and all these people so mm. yeah no yeah. i think that's uh, that's a movement i think maybe indian people who watched a lot of bollywood might be able to segue from that to international mm. if they want yeah, to yeah, go yeah. that way Yeah, that would be a a cultural shock. Like, uh, Indian films can be like this also. It's not yeah. always dance mm-hmm. and wedding. It yeah, can yeah, be yeah. emotionally draining. It can yeah. be a bit of where you have to invest your mind into understanding the film. Everything no, I've I've told people this, and they're like, "Life with any problems, a con they can't get over." Which is, I mean, I it's a fair enough. Uh, I mean, I understand uh, it almost. Uh, it's like okay, okay, I I get what you mean. Huh. Like, experiment करने में क्या जाता है types. Uh, but I'm just saying whatever I has been told to me. I have no like, ऐसे वो. But uh, no, next no, film, I, I, I get it. Yeah, next film movement. But but I think back in time or just. Let's go more obscure because I think these are kind of more mainstream yes, and uh, people know more about it. But since we have Simon. Yeah, let's yeah, let's uh, get to know more about yeah some uh, now, obscure uh, film movements. Now it's the uh, it's the uh, time for my favorite film movement. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I just adore this film movement. It, yeah. it was due to uh, Czech New Wave, right? Yeah. Czech New Wave. Yeah. I came across this very very uh, casually. I was scrolling mm. down YouTube and some mm. song was made. Video edit was there. So I just checked out the name name of the film. It was some weird mm. language. I can't read it all properly. Mm-hmm. So instead curiosity, I just searched, and I was like, uh, I have to watch this film because I am interested in such films. Yeah. Then it was Vera Kitiloka, Fruit of Paradise. Then slowly and slowly, I got more into uh, Czech New Wave. I started reading about them. 
means after that the final step i think i took that 8 hour documentary which i watched okay. that was my final i think after that i had sufficient knowledge i feel about this movement yeah it was basically fill yeah that's uh, what i was asking can you fill us in on like the basics of what what uh, it was basic, yeah ba- the basic tech new wave the film was based upon was make comedy films okay okay Okay. It, it, their their only requirement was you have to make a comedy film. Mm-hmm. All other com- political commentary you just uh, uh, symbolize that thing. Otherwise, make a comedy film. Satirical. Okay. The okay. officials caught you doing something uh, something uh, against the government. Yeah. Then they will mm-hmm. ban you for uh, two three years, or they will jail mm-hmm. you. Got so it. Milos Forman and mm-hmm. Ivan Parsen they laid down six points, I think. Mm-hmm. So what is considered a Czech new wave film? Yeah, it was it used, mm-hmm. it had to be comedy. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. one it was only followed basically. Got so, it. Uh, and that that's the main thing. Also, films need not to be long in length. The mm-hmm. length needs to be manageable. Mm-hmm. So that uh, mm-hmm. most of the Czech films are very short in length. Daisy mm-hmm. is I think eighty minutes film. also it's very debatable which film started this movement mm-hmm. some say sun in the net a film released in 1962 or 60 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also fun fact is check new wave was also known as check film miracle can you can you read check czechoslovak film miracle okay. Oh. okay miracle in the sense that the government was paying money to the mm-hmm. film makers Who are yep. making films against the government? Against the government. <laughs> the government was funding its own downfall. Yep. Nice. So th- th- this was th- this was the main theory behind it. Maybe. Yeah. Have you guys heard of the <laughs> the thing with Starship Troopers? Uh, that Paul uh, Verhoeven made. What one movie? That, which is like supremely critical of the everything that the studio stood for, but no one understood actually that I was doing that. So maybe the Czechos, the Czechoslovaks wow. were just like. Coy, like was smart and sort of disguising whatever they were doing. Uh, under the, like you said, right? It was the social commentary was buried under symbols versus like hmm. uh, brought up to the forefront. So mm-hmm. yeah. also, Czech New Wave was very much inspired by John Luke Godard. Not only French New Wave, means yeah. John Luke Godard gave birth to Czech New Wave. Yeah. Everything that John Luke Godard, Godard does, <laughs> yeah, uh, is is employed is employed. Ah, uh, okay, place. got it. The cuts, the camera work, everything. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, very short-lived film movement because Russian invasion happened and everyone went away from mm-hmm. making films. Right. Milos Forman mm-hmm. migrated to. Milos Forman migrated to USA. Then we yeah, yeah, yeah. had to drive um, taxis and all. Got it was very tough time, but the films mm-hmm. they made they were very important. Yeah. Very important. Mm-hmm. Daisy like the first feminist film she made mm-hmm. in that time. Which was yep. very radical. It yep. was very radical. Like it completely deconstructs the sex society. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the, okay. Vera Kidlo was the only female uh, filmmaker who was studying in the in Famu. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is the uh, Prague Film School. Prague, yeah. Prague Film School. She was the only, uh, and her batch consisted of Eli uh, Mendel, who directed mm-hmm. closely was then. Mm-hmm. And then Milos Forman. Yep. Uh, and other directors I'm for forgetting the name. Ival Sharma was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also the uh, many more directors were there. 
The points they laid down the ten points are so. First, if you look look at them, they are like they were baseless. This point are directed. First, tell us where Dogma ninety five got originated from and what really was happening there, if you can. Dogma was Dogma. The main reason was they were they had nothing to do in a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. They were just chilling, and they just wrote down ten points and they said, "Let's start a film movement." <laughs> and they just stripped off any directorial rights to a for a filmmaker, basically. But like they were always. Be... It was mostly concentrated in Denmark only, right? So yeah. Denmark, yes, yes. Danish it, film. It started in Denmark, then it flourished into Latin American countries, and oh, okay. yes, in, Latin, in Argentina also some films films are made. Super rare to find. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So only I think uh, the celebration is a film which got really popular out of the dogma. Hmm hmm hmm. But what all did uh, what all did Lars von Trier make under the movement? Because he after that he like uh, he, pitched it. <laughs> he had to because he had some other plans. <laughs> the best films I think uh, Lars von Trier made Idiot a film. It's very offensive. Yeah. जो भी सब वो लाइक स्टेज का वो यूज करना You get a certificate if your uh, film complies the ten rules. Quite funny, to be honest. Just how <laughs> it's, uh, also, it's really like college. Also, it, it college was signed English. by four directors. Yeah. Uh, it, it it was signed by Suzanne Beer. Ah, Bonke she's also part of it. Okay, fine. Yes, mm. she made a film with uh, Matt Mitchelson in Dogma Film Movement, Open Hearts, I think. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think I've seen any dogma film now. Like especially from the ones you're Some telling me. Some dogma films aren't even listed. All. What was the films and that? It completely Lars... takes away any right that a director has while directing yeah. a film. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, there's uh, what's what's the what movies do? Because I know most about uh, Wanderer out of all these. Hmm. So like, but I've Winterberg. only seen. Hmm. Winterberg. I've seen two movies. I don't like either of them that much, so not gonna say much. Well, I watched the clip from the celebration. It looked great. Looked doesn't like it. Uh, 
seemed great looked terrible because wo to that was the that was, that the, was the whole point, whole of, point the of the movement of, right that looks yeah. horrible basically yeah uh yeah. so i'm curious to know so the i probably watch idiots then even though i've heard it's like really offensive watch uh, watch festin i think the celebration which is by winterberg mm. uh that one only that one i'll watch festin is a great start for uh, yeah. dogmism okay uh, then we have the zan beer film open yeah. heart yeah also a, a good film yeah a respectable mm-hmm. film in dogma otherwise it is very notorious because you can't watch a 240 pixel film <laughs> in a big screen it's basically that then harmony they korean do... has a film julian donkey oh boy. of course he does oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we spoke about it in the q and a as well right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's so it was a very short-lived movement, and it wasn't like a yes, sort of no. short-lived movement and very creative in a sense. Yeah. How can you restrict the director and still make a film? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that I documentary, mean, right? We also discussed a little bit. Five obstructions. Five obstructions. With, yeah. Jorgen Lett. Bondrier and. Bondrier and Jorgen Lett was always. So yeah. was always interested in obstructions. Like hmm. he has to restrict himself. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly, it didn't but, in Antichrist. But but is uh, Dogma ninety five the the most latest major film movement, or have there have there been more movements in the very recent? Uh, recent, ah, uh, recent. The current film movement is, I think, Mumblecore. Ah, uh, Mumblecore is uh, also dead only. No, though, isn't it like very, or isn't it like kind of very dispersed now? Like, do yes, people watch Mumblecore? Yeah, yeah people love uh, Francis Ha. So Francis Ha, Francis Ha's Mumbleco. Okay, yeah. I didn't. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. I thought Mumbleco is more uh, running and talking. No, no. I thought Mumbleco is more uh, J Duplass and Mark Duplass sort of films and like. Uh... But wait, Mumbleco isn't restricted to countries, right? It is anyone, anyone no, no, can no. make. It's, right? it's more it's the, basically more the indie America, film that you. No, it's mm-hmm. more American film, indie industry, though. I think. Yeah, yeah. involve lots of uh, dialogue, lots of talking, and less action. Like yeah. most Hong Kong films are mumble films. Yeah. Are oh yeah, stories. fair enough. Okay. Well, they. I just think they are more cerebral though than mumble core. Like they, they have like a more sort of intellectual bent to them. Uh, Hong Kong yes, yes, yes. so that is. And uh, but they have to write guess... dialogue too. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think it's. Uh, it, what's the? I mean, I know people have categorized. the south korean new south korean wave or whatever they call it right the mm. forgot the entire term mm. but it, that's new also clubbed as a movement wave. only with bong jan uh, bong jun ho mm-hmm. park chan wook and all this is considered bong a movement jun-ho. i don't know how mm. how much of a movement it is uh but mm. uh, the... if if a movement is really considered then i think it 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 has to be in context and hong san so when they fully realize their power after the government changed hmm And they mm-hmm. got that autonomy, autonomy over directing. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. that freedom. After yeah. that, South Korean ministry changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Park Chan Wook made own joint security area. Mm-hmm. Uh, these uh, Bong Joon Ho yeah. came uh, came very later. Like he yeah. achieved success. Yeah. No, agreed. So I think it's. No, no. I think it's more to do with. I don't even know if it's a movement. I just read very no, briefly. No, it's not a definitive yeah. movement. Yeah. So but but what about the new French uh, movement that is happening? The the extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just about the government uh, relaxing the power of creativity. 
Okay. No, no. Uh, Julia Ducournau's films and a couple of them. I think we discussed about it, but in brief. The right? new extreme started before, but I think Julia Ducournau is kind of reviving it more than anything else. Okay. No, like, okay. Yes, like, okay. Extreme cinema oh, we, was. We will discuss like, about new extreme. French, French extreme. Huh, go ahead, Simon. Pour out your love for uh, Raw and Titan. <laughs> <laughs> Even even before that, I have two uh, favorite French uh, extreme yeah. films. It's Inside and Martyrs. Yeah, Martyrs is the one I, I know people really love. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Martyrs is a film like if they <laughs> if they tone down the violence a bit, it becomes very philosophical film. I feel. I feel that. I mean, but they don't because tone they down the violence at all, right? Because it's like completely outrageously yes, I, I, violent. I was like, you can. <laughs> it was. Sometimes, uh, at some point, I felt it's needless to have this much violence. Hmm. The film was basically torture someone. Yeah. So much that he's he's neither dead nor alive. No alive. Yeah. So he can see what's after death and what. Yeah. Uh, on this side. Yeah. yeah but yeah. they kind of failed to achieve that. Yeah. Also, I don't watch the obsession of blood in new French extremity. They they just very yeah, apologetic yeah. filmmakers. Pretty uh, <laughs> outrageous. Oh. Uh, but I, I I know that her films can come under French new extreme, but like Julia Dacorno's film don't strike me as like extreme extreme. I, I, like a probably Raw, Raw was a full fledged French French extremity film. Yeah, Raw was, but Titan was more. Uh, Uh, it had more dynamics basically. French extreme mm. films don't have that dynamic that Titan has. Yep. It kind of very it it becomes very monotonous at a point. Like inside yep. also, it is a very beautiful. I can say it's a very beautiful story about motherhood. Yeah. Like one woman has lost a child and she mm. wants to regain that. Yeah. But again, we will, we will check what beautiful means in this context. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. To claim inside as a beautiful film. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we've discussed a couple of film movements and known about them in hmm. like fairly enough detail. I think hmm. yeah. so that people who want to start watching slow in cinema, a certain sense, just to mention, maze yeah, yeah. karo, ja ke watch uh, Bella Tar <laughs> and, and or Chaimingliya, Chai Chaimingliya. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So now I think we we can recommend a couple of films that we watched over the years, yeah. and people can watch them if they like. Yeah. But three films, uh, Simon, you go first. Three films that you'd like to recommend from World Cinema. Uh, um, uh, something something that is uh, easy for people who want to get into something they can like start with some with with these films. Sure, told me this. I have made a list of absolutely opposites. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Just, just okay. something that I said. It's okay. You can okay. have whatever you like. Can mm, Can I give something? Some recommendations from countries we haven't talked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this beautiful film from Georgia. It's called Repentance. By Repentance. Okay. It, okay. It's a it's film it's a film so drenched in Georgian culture. Mm. I, I mm. can recommend more avant-garde stuff, but I won't. But yeah. the film mm. is about a, a mayor's dead bo- dead body mm-hmm. who continuously returns to to his son's uh, garden. So it, it it was found that the girl used to dig that body up because the mayor was responsible uh, 
for his father's demise and his family's absence and the so mayor was designed in such a way that he was a mixture between a uh, georgian uh, a philosopher and hitler oh, like his, wow. facial his facial attributes were like hitler but yeah. his body proportion and all were like the georgian philosopher so he was like very learned very intellectual man but very cruel mm-hmm. also like, like the film becomes very it starts off as a comedy film like yeah. dark comedy then mm-hmm. it becomes very very symbol symbolic film ओके ओके um yes. i'll go with i think i've not recommended this before but i'll go with henke's cash uh hmm. not anu bhavsana's not not an, hmm. this is c a c h e not c s h cash but um, it's a henke movie so you know how it's going to be if you've seen a henke film if you haven't um so the best thing that the thing that i took away with with a henke film is how dreadful his films are even though there's not a lot happening and the kind of violence uh, is exists in 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 a in a henike film yeah it is extremely disturbing and at the same time very entertaining for me at least yeah. um so i won't get into plot details and all of that because i don't think so it's necessary but yeah. uh, you can check out cash uh, it's an austrian slash french french film. Yeah, French yeah. Film? It's yeah. called Juliet Binoche, who's always incredible. Just to yeah. Plug that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Drew, you. No, but uh, no. Just to mention, uh, because mm-hmm. I recommended, yeah, uh, I would have recommended Cashier also because I love it. You recommended uh, it to me, no? So I know, makes I know. sense. But <laughs> still, no, no. But I, his films are so cold and distant and so, mm. so scary. I I've always described <laughs> his films as horror films. Honestly, like I find them really yeah. chilling, and like yeah. really really uh, like yeah. Also, yeah. he does something out of the box sometimes. Sorry, uh, like in funny game. Yeah, whoa. Uh, yeah. He does very out of the box thing. He's yeah. that remote sequence. Ah uh, yes, the remote. Completely <laughs> off guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, funny game. Uh, Yeah, yeah, mind blow moment video. for me also. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, Penny video. Um, yeah, it was the main uh, the two uh, guys who came into that house in funny. One game. of them is in when Penny's video, of, right? Yes, 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 yes. That same yep. actor kills the uh, girl with the yep. so that big, big shot, like shotgun, shotgun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big yeah, yeah. 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 shotgun. Uh, yeah. Haneki doesn't shy away from. Showing violent nature, yeah. and he claims he's very coward uh, in real life. He's yeah, very, I think he he, he uh, shies away from showing violence in the most extreme cases. Though you remember the scene in mm-hmm. Funny Games where the camera little camera pans away, like ah, in one scene, right? Where right, and the, right, right, and and like a bullet goes off, and then you can just hear everything, and it's, it's like I was like the sound thing that is. I happening. was like yeah. that's horrifying. Like the woman yeah, is screaming yeah. and everything, and I was like, mm. God, this is. Uh, and Cashier has one scene of violence that literally had me like 
ஒன்னுமெண்ட்ஸ்ட்ரேஷன்ஸ்ட்ரேஷன்ஸ்ட்ரேஷன்ஸ்ட்ரேஷன்ஸ்ட்ரேஷன்ஸ்ட்ரே
Wow. Means uh, the the girlfriend of one uh, one character is the friend of another guy, another character. Like this. Mm-hmm. And they discuss okay. history. They discuss about relations, and slowly the film ends in a very mel- melancholic tone. I feel where okay. uh, where we realize that the world is getting so small that the emotion em- we cannot develop enough emotion for someone. Mm-hmm. That sense of belonging is somewhere lost. Okay. This, this film, I think, should be watched by everyone. Is that yeah. title is very absurd? Uh, but no, it's, no, it's. Uh, I had never heard of it, and I've seen a little bit <laughs> of Hong San Su. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This film made made me appreciate his film. Film. After that, I became a fan. Hong San Su nerd type. I mean, Sanjeev, it's you should be venture second. just because they're also super short. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. I will. I shall. <laughs> Your turn, sir. Also, Hong Sang so like makes that uh, four films. He yeah. once made four films in a year. He What? wakes up at three a.m. At least three. At least three. Yeah. This year also made two. Two. One right, was yeah. premiering in Berlin. It won some awards yeah. and another in Cannes. Yeah, yeah. He makes uh, next level. Next yeah. level. Okay. Um, hmm. one thing that I like to recommend is. Skin I Live In, which was my first amongst the first films that I started mm. getting into world cinema. Mm. It's a Spanish film. Um, it's That's a, that'll be your introduction to Pedro Almodovar. Pedro <laughs> Almodovar as well. I mean, he was a big name. Hence, I got to yeah. know more about him yeah. uh, about the film very easily. Yeah. Um, it's a psychosexual drama, if I want to put it that way. Um, psychological thriller, horror, whatever you want to put it. Melodrama, who knows? Melodrama, <laughs> melodrama. Yeah, it is. All of his films melodrama. are melodramas, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was. It's very interesting because, first of all, you'll you'll feel like a lot of similarities to how we uh, are adept with melodrama as well. I feel yeah. because I've I think you will get like the, the kind of emotion that he goes for in a certain sense. Yeah. uh we have experienced that in our films as well our films as yep. indian films mostly yeah so i could really get into it even though the plot goes into different places and it's a little uh it goes absurd. into places that absurd yeah <laughs> weird you know in a sense but the emotion that is there is is very much something yep. that we've experienced yep. so it won't feel very much alien to you when you get into watching it yeah um Is the film yeah. inspired by this uh, George Franju film Eyes Without a Eyes Face? Without a Face. I mean, uh, I, there is. I've not seen it. It's based on a book, but वो थोड़ा inspiration है. वो he always always takes he that's a touchstone for Almodovar in general. I think. Okay. Yeah. So Eyes Without a Face is similar in the in the sense that this guy, uh, the doctor in the skin I live hmm. in, takes hmm. someone uh, hmm. to for surgical purposes. Just to keep mm. it all vague, which is also is in skin I live in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or captures this person to take to do the surgery stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's if you've not seen it, Simon, it's uh, wild that movie. Uh, it is, it is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, skin I live in. I absolutely love. I rewatched it very recently, and the thing is, with this rewatch, I got to know more details that I probably missed out in the first viewing. Yeah. So I mean that's a very good sign that a film holds up even after so many years. Yeah. Uh so yeah mm. that's my second recommendation Skin Eleven by Pedro Almodovar. My second one is I, I mean I'm not limiting this but just Bergman stuff please. 
everything Bergman mm. mostly because I love him. Yeah. But like I guess the popular ones are Persona, b- and, most uh, popular, and Seven, Seven Seal. Seal. So yeah. Wild uh, Strawberries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those. Go, uh, go ahead, Simon. What are you saying? Uh, there's a film by it wasn't by Ingmar Bergman. He just shot last thirty minutes of it. It's called The Torment. Have okay. you seen it? I have not. It it won the Grand Prix at Cannes, 1946. Okay. Okay. That infamous 11 win in one season, in okay. in one ceremony. That's okay. the 1946 so that where they give it to uh, the Indian, apna Nicha Nagar as well. Ah, right? Nicha Nagar also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. That that film was also very mature. I got to learn about Bergman from that film. Okay. I thought that his films would be super serious stuff. Yeah, they you are want, super serious stuff. <laughs> you want there be there to waste your time. Oh uh, like, yeah, I mean, depression. <laughs> proper, proper. It's like, uh, <laughs> but I think what yeah. appeals to me about him is also, and I think this is a common complaint made against his films, and I think it's a valid complaint also that his characters talk mm. most of the stuff that otherwise other directors would keep as subtext. You know, he like the, his characters talk about internal problems, strife, and like. uh mm-hmm. what will god think of whatever like whatever like if i you can all that stuff can be done in a subtle way but i think he his films are so atmospherically rich like in just mm-hmm. creating these worlds where people get the opportunity to talk about these sort of internal things that you can kind of feel and i think feeling is like a cons- consistent thing with his films they they feel like you're stepping into like a mm-hmm. stepping into glass like they literally feel like you're stepping into that and that sort of pain of his films are like is radiant throughout but i think uh, uh my I'm very much emotionally draining his films they are After emotionally watching, you feel very tired yeah definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. was very tiring yeah yeah persona to mm-hmm. still more sort of uh, has a little bit of godard stuff to it like it's yes. still got like film film reels and all mm-hmm. that coming into mm-hmm. play there's a other mm-hmm. his chamber dramas which i really like are like autumn sonata which is the most uh, like it breaks you into pieces it's that sort of uh drama uh that i think has the energy you know you, no one talks about these things is basically my thing and bergman films go there and mm-hmm. talk about them openly and i think that's what kind of appeals most to me and swen nyquist like the cinematography yeah, the og guy yeah is like the clo- if anyone wants to like do a thing on close ups and like how one can use human faces in in films it's like yeah, plastered all Bergman's, over yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's his staple so yeah ingmar bergman mm. go for go for everything he's watched uh he's <laughs> but if you want yeah. to start somewhere maybe uh I would think one of the Autumn Sonata ones or like uh, oh. Autumn Sonata is probably a better place to start than Cries and Whispers because Cries and Whispers is very theatrical I think a little bit so I thought Seven uh, Seal would be a better Seven start. Seal is very theology heavy no it's like oh what does it mean to yeah, yeah, yeah. like death is staring you in mm. the face kind yeah, of yeah 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 Autumn I mean, Sonata is much that, more is human it... okay okay like okay, like okay. human drama you know basically yeah, okay 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 all. okay Yeah, scenes from a marriage is also fantastic. So yeah, but uh, the everything new one, can't even know. Huh? No, purani wali is very good. New one, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, Simon, your last recommendation. Uh, I am uh, confused between two films. I would yeah, go ahead with both of them. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead with both of them. Thank you for the honor. Like, <laughs> the first film. Privilege. The first film was. <laughs> the first film was. I slept away inside forty minutes. I think it is Glahin. Yeah. 
by Matthew ah. Cassidy. Ah, okay. Like the, uh, after waking up and again rewatching the film, yeah. it made so much impact, and I, I was really uh, moved by the whole film, yeah. especially when the three friends represent three sides of a human nature. Mm-hmm. One is aggressive, one is passive, and another one is diplomatic. Okay. So how these three can uh, are bonded with each other, and at the end, I won't spoil the ending. But the yeah. best yeah. place to start the contemporary French film scene. I yeah, I was about to say that it's also La big Hain influence, is, uh, right? In terms what, what, of Gaspar Noé's movie. You don't think so? That's a good place to start. Uh, Gaspar <laughs> Noé is very for polarizing. No, no, I'm just the, kidding. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so. Lahin would be probably the best place, as I said, to start with a contemporary French film. Then I, mm-hmm. then I have. Can, can I recommend British films also? Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I am going to give one. I am going to also. see a British film. Oh, so it's a British film thing next, next. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Last recommendation. So the best, the best way to know know the uh, British culture, like in mm. in depth, to watch Ken Loach's films. Mm. His films are like. It's so raw. Like he is the Pasolini kind. <laughs> I mean, no, nah, he's not extreme though, right? Like he's not like. No, he's yeah. in the extreme. You won't expect some bizarre stuff from Ken Loach, but still, yeah. the rawness is intact between yeah. those two directors. Yeah. So the film is called Kes. It's about to. Oh, Kes. Yeah. yeah, it's I lovely. Mean, the biggest Have you seen it since you? I, no, 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 I haven't. No, yeah. Okay. But I know about it quite a lot. Oh, it's biggest imp- inspiration for Odaan. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Okay. Four hundred blows and kiss. Even I didn't. I think okay. I know. I I heard it somewhere. I read. I think the biggest okay. inspiration for Odaan. Okay. okay. So it it's just a film about a guy who everyone dislikes. His name is Casper. He is yeah. a very uh, also he's very dislikable in the sense he's lazy. And all, but then he he friends with the kestrel, a bird. Mm-hmm. Then he trains the bird, and it becomes his only friend. Then how how these two these two completely opposite things bond together and make the film such a memorable watch? Yeah, it's, it's very moving. Also, got a very heartbreaking, heartbreaking film, obviously. Yeah. And uh, it has subtle commentary over the class system, over the yeah. working class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really Yeah, yeah. Every Kenlos film has that. Or yeah. it represent another side. Oh yeah, he's supremely works. political that way. Actually, he yeah, his yeah, films yeah. are like very working class oriented mm-hmm. and like Obviously. very much. Uh, mm-hmm. Recent films are actually also very uh, good. Uh, what's mm-hmm. it? I Daniel sorry, Blake and uh, I sorry, Blake. sorry, 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 we missed you. Yeah, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like again. If you want to feel horrible about how the world is, it's a great. <laughs> But then most of our recommendations have been like <laughs> demonstrative of that. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Also, also another thing Ken Loach does very well is that wherever he shoots a film, like if he shoots a film in uh, Yorkshire, he will take yeah. that spe- specific accent. Huh? Yeah. He will take the accent according to the place he's shooting. So yeah. That that builds a completely new atmosphere. Yeah, properly authentic so stuff. One, right? I, I like this. I I need subtitles for Kes. Because like I didn't understand uh, mm. what people were saying. Yeah, mm. I know, I know. at some places uh, it was very hard to understand. Yeah, yeah. So uh, re- these three are my recommendation to get into world cinema. Repent, yeah. ha ha, 
then yeah okay. and lahin and lahin four you lahin of this yeah for god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. gosandi okay. nikrog nikro no 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 so oh. i'm going to move it from what the hell i mean yeah don't look now is great yeah but i think yeah. we've discussed about it. i just realized Have i think we've spoken about maybe it. in the yeah. horror film episode we did maybe i think so yeah yeah, yeah. okay and even the, the other film that i was considering to recommend i think i was already to, spoken about it in some of the episodes okay. uh is gosford park by yeah i think we have speak we, we i mean we, we confess love for Go, uh, for robert altman mm-hmm. yeah 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 so gosford yeah. park is also altman so, is a brilliant director yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely fantastic so the other film is, hmm. yeah three women yeah, yeah yeah i love that one yeah. oh, i have not seen that i've heard it's very experimental right it's, it's really good just watch it yeah. just don't know any just, let's not talk uh, about that film just like okay. start that film okay. and like watch it. so the film that i recommend is uh, the cook the thief his wife and a lover oh okay uh, okay, okay which is yeah. by uh, i have Peter this in my watch list yeah oh okay. uh, so obviously it's a very different style than what you what's was... the director's hmm. name sorry again i forgot sorry. peter greenaway Peter Greenaway. Yeah. Peter Greenaway. Okay. So he is known for his very theatrical. The film uh, uh, has yes. a very theatrical, and it's shot in uh, mostly wides and very flat image. Uh-huh. Like yep. it's like you're watching like a theater drama in a sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he uses very expressionistic lights with red greens. Greens, right? A lot of greens. And his I saw production design yeah. is very erotic in a sense. Yeah, I know. They, I saw a clip where where the uh, where. he's juxtaposing something like a uh, vegetable being cut to like an act of i know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, you get happening it. in the background yes yeah but they are extremely melodramatic but at the same time they are so interesting to watch because there is so hmm. much of information that you can get they shot like one tracking shots and like the, it's like sets that have been built it's it has very yeah. artifice quality but hmm. the thing is his worlds are so to me at least they were so mesmerizing yeah that i was drawn to the whole weirdness of it yeah um and there's a very brutal nature to his films um okay. so in this film also uh, michael gambon is playing like a very abusive husband quote and quote um and helen mirren is playing his wife um and then there's mm-hmm. the whole she's cheating on him and she's falling in love with the other guy and yeah uh, it's a very conventional story but the way it's done i think um was the biggest sell for me in that sense yeah. um and he's peter greenway in one of his interviews also said that that's his style and he's not going to move away from it yeah. so most of his films have this very particular stylistic choice mm. of being very theatrical expressionistic yeah. uh, in a sense and yeah cameras yeah, always, more like a always wanted to watch overdue to watch and we only watch one clip in comparison to mike lee actually Uh, whose films okay. I'm not recommending here, but, but but he is also awesome, so you can watch his films. Mike uh, Lee and Ken Loach. Oh yeah, both of like, them like the British uh, sort of yeah. 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 British, so yeah, yeah. Uh, those are my recommendations. Skin uh, Eleven and uh, yeah, this one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So the last one I'll end it off with uh, Powell and Pressburger's 1945 film, actually. Uh, mm. The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. which is uh, i mean it's all, it's a gorgeous film personally it's just it's uh, magnificently you know technicolor was a big thing for them and like they made black narcissus and all that and all that mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. similar sort of color 
and red like you shoes know the, and red shoes exactly they are sort of mm-hmm. one of the masters of how to use technicolor in their films yeah. and i think mm-hmm. the life and death of colonel blimp has a big impact firstly martin scorsese has talked a lot about it and yeah. there's a particular clip he's taken inspiration from i don't know which film he used it in but it's uh, i won't describe it but there is a uh, a clip of him describing how a scene is staged by Powell and Pressburger and Life and Death of Colonel Blimp and it's really extraordinary to see how you can film something like that uh in in a mm. movie and have like a big impact but the film is mainly about this sort of it takes place during the world war so it's also kind of a very gutsy film uh for that time actually because it was released close to the point where world war 2 was happening and mm-hmm. it's about this uh, war supposedly between this so it's a whole recounting of this colonel of a war that was taking place and how mm. a german friend of his was they were supposed to be sort of uh, they they befriended each other in one place and then later on when the war was going on this german person came uh, to uk but they kind of show that the german people or like this german person is a friend and not like okay. uh, an actual enemy which at that time was That's very much a that which was at that yeah. time a very uh, radical yeah. thing because you know it's like they're, they're mm-hmm. fighting the enemy and people expected propaganda to be flowing mm-hmm. through there and they are making this completely opposite film but we, so looking back at it now you can see it in that way but i think one of the beautiful joys of that film is uh watching how this colonel looks at the friendship with this german guy as a completely nostalgic thing mm-hmm. and it's almost like you know how wes anderson nowadays does that in grand budapest hotel where it's like you get the feeling that he's recounting a part of history that's completely fallen out but like mm. there was a lovely mm. moment in time that kind of just fell out uh because the world had to move on that's a sort of recurring theme mm. through life and death of colonel blimp and there's like that melancholia to like all of it and it feels so lovely to watch something like that and i think that is one of the other sort of early sort of films of world cinema that got me really into thinking about cinema outside the box also right because it's like a really it's a charming film but it's also sad and like funny and all that so it's got a really great mix of everything mm. uh mm-hmm. it's a longer film also i don't know why i'm recommending long films today but it's a, it's it's one of those long films that really uh like flies by kind of like that i think so mm-hmm. uh okay. it's definitely powell and pressburger films i've uh, i've yet to watch the red shoes which is supposed to be their crowning achievement mm-hmm. so uh the but whatever other stuff i've seen from them is fantastic uh, black narcissus also black narcissus yeah 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 that's the th- theme song of black narcissus uh <laughs> yeah uh Are we pausing? We're pausing. Okay. Boss, after Freak. talking about all this, I actually really want to watch like most of the stuff. Like when we talked about the birds' ka thing, that's what I got into. I was like, birds take them bed ke. But yeah, but then the... I think I hybrid up too much because I I I have a connection since I got like really paranoid after watching that movie. No, no, I understand. Because I was like, bro. birds is like too good. Sorry, for sorry. Are, no, no, are, no problem. Chill, chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We include that. Be... Don't worry. Yeah, all of this is there. All of this is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I think we're all done with the recommendations and yeah. So we so missed... I what what what? Yeah. It it basically became. Uh, a discussion of for european cinema basically oh we yeah, left I a know, lot of yeah like iranian we, we, but we, i think we, we, we discussed cinema 
then oh, you yeah. can include Japanese cinema. Third part in 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 the during the next month. Whole we'll, cinema we'll, one or two. One or two, yeah. <laughs> Chapter two. <laughs> yeah. I'll we should do I'll that. Yeah, it. definitely. We think yeah, that we've, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've concentrated our focus on lesser. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So next, next, we'll we'll definitely follow it up then. I mean, this is more like movie. a starting point yeah, for yeah. people to get into. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And the idea was more to get people in like European the more popular are... ones. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I then mean, also that, like, obscure. Yeah, Asian yeah, yeah. films also we included some of them. Yeah, Iranian yeah, yeah. films yeah. we've talked about before. So I in, think in, in that Arijit episode, in, in, well. in previous episodes, so I think what uh, maybe we are what we are lacking is like a little bit of African cinema and like you know the hmm. yeah, absolutely. which is anyways less available to all of us in general. Yeah. And Movie then Latin, Ameri- La- Latin America is the hmm. other one. Bakura, hmm. can people watch that if, if Bakura, they want to? Yeah. Uh, or or, or the most famous Brazilian film, City of God. Yes, City of God. Uh, yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah, I thought Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there. No, okay, I thought about that. But that's a great idea, though. Uh, yeah, we yeah, should yeah. follow up, and we'll also talk about Tarkovsky then. Please do, please do. Which would I, encourage I, I, me please. to go and finish, finish. Solaris. Tarkovsky. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, so you know what? Yeah. What we can do is we can also watch each other's recommendations if we haven't, hmm. and you know, by the next time we can come, we can also talk about our experiences with those films. Yeah, that's so a that, good idea. Okay. That's a that's a okay. very good experiment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we can carry forward until <laughs> we've we'll covered encu- everything. Encouraged to watch also, right? Encouraged yeah. to watch ASAP. Mm-hmm. Not we always encouraged to watch. It's just really yeah, easy yeah. enough to yeah. start the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or or busy but anyway or um well honestly yeah. yeah so i think this was a really really good episode uh, we learned so much about film movements and stuff that we were unaware about from yep. simon so thank you simon for coming on for this episode uh, we really appreciate it thank, thank you, you so me. much <laughs> thank you for inviting me no, yeah, yeah. no it's it's okay it's always uh, it's always listening to different perspectives makes us happy and yeah. we get to know so much more about films uh, which is obviously the objective of this podcast mm. um so i hope people who are listening to it also end up watching these films so that we can all get together and watch together as a community and <laughs> make it more let's, attractive let's open that, a can, that is the biggest takeaway from this episode if yeah someone yeah, yeah. watches yeah. our recommendation yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Let's big open idea. a cinema, Sanjeet. Invite all Queen, Queen yeah, yeah, yeah. members. Yeah. Yeah. All the, including Harshvardhan Kapoor. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Uh, okay. More fans that who listen regularly. But anyway, anyway, thank you so yeah. much uh, for coming. Thank you. This was a really good episode. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at queensday.filmpodcast. Support us as much as you can. You can follow uh, Simon on his Instagram page called uh, The Bong Cinephile, where he keeps posting some really good posts about uh, films, film movements, yeah. and <laughs> some more deeper insights if you like reading about them. Uh, you can also follow him on uh, Letterboxd at The Bong Cinephile. Um, mm. Please follow us on Spotify and support us as much as you can. And appreciate all the support we've uh, appreciate all the support we've gotten till now. Uh, write a review uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it really helps us reaching out to more people. Uh, you can follow Dhruv uh, at Terminal Cinema. You can follow me at Pixel Baba. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Khatam. <laughs>